Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. All right, I am here today with Jennifer Cooper of Evolution Marketing. Now, Jennifer and I have kind of known each other through LinkedIn for a long time and uh, travel in a lot of the same circles, but never actually met in person. So we're going to try and connect at the International Builders Show. Wasn't able to make it work, but I'm so glad that we were able to connect here on the Home Building Hero and get you on the show. So welcome to the Home Building Hero, Jennifer. Thank you for having me, David. And I'm glad we did finally connect recently, uh, not in person, but someday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I It's just weird because, you know, I've been seeing your posts and, you know, you know, a lot of the same people I know. And I'm like, gosh, how have we not met yet? Like, it's just been kind of weird. So, um, you know, I, you're obviously very involved in the building industry and um, sales, marketing, design. So just let's start off with, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in the industry? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I've been uh, in the marketing industry, uh, marketing and advertising, honestly, for about 23 years. I've spent about 14 or so of those years in the in the construction, new home building industry. I absolutely love it. Um, ironically, back in the day, I went to school for architecture. I thought I was going to be an architect, then realized I really liked advertising. And then you know what? Home building marketing seemed to be the perfect uh, melding of those two loves. And I, I really, honestly, if I could go back in time and do anything different, I wouldn't. I just love everything about the industry. There's a lot of opportunity to be creative. We're building the American dream. Everything about it's amazing. And um, I've had the opportunity um, and honor to work for several great home builders um, across the country. And, and today I'm a, I'm a fractional CMO and I'm working in several different ways supporting the industry that I absolutely love. Okay. So uh, let's jump back on that for a sec. So obviously wanted to do the design uh, part. So you definitely have the creativity piece and then kind of found yourself in marketing. So um, just to kind of clarify, you were with um, some national builders first or larger builders kind of doing the marketing and now you've kind of went off on your own. Is that kind of correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've worked for uh, several builders, Richmond American Homes in, in a national marketing capacity, Oakwood Homes, vice president of, of corporate marketing and brand, uh, Truland Homes, builder in the South. I was their chief marketing officer overseeing the home building uh, entity as well as several integrated companies uh, and loved it. it. Had a lot of growth, learned from some amazing leaders in the industry. And, uh, you know, COVID makes you look at things a little differently and uh, decided to go off on my own. And through that adventure, actually, uh, I'm now supporting a, a couple uh, non-builders, but, but companies that service the home building industry. So I work uh, very, very closely with Builders Design. I'm actually going to be featuring a lot of material I worked with them today. Uh, they are a national, uh, national interior design firm, over 45 years old. Also, I work with Focus 360. They are a viz tech company out of uh, California, working with builders nationally as well on some of the top technology servicing marketing. So, um, and, and I've, what I've loved is I've been able to take my experience in home building and use it in a different realm to work with these service providers um, offering, offering amazing services that have 
an amazing backbone of experience, but I'm able to come in with that builder critique and builder eye and say, how do we do this better? So I'm, I'm kind of like a living focus group, walking focus group uh, with some of these, with these service companies saying, how do we really move the industry um, based off my time in the industry? So today I am a I, you know, I do work in the industry, but I work very exclusively with these two firms right now. Perfect. Well, we're going to dive more into the design part in a little bit. And that's part of the reason why we have you here. Uh, but I guess before we do that, um, obviously, International Builder Show wasn't too long ago. And uh, you go to that pretty regularly, as do I. So um, I guess just tell me a little bit about your experience there. What do you go there for? And uh, what, did, what did you come away with? What was some of the big takeaways that you had from there? Yeah, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I love the networking and especially I, I work from home office. So being around people was, is, is, a, is a reason um, and networking for, for you know, our businesses, uh, the businesses that I support is very important. But I also want to hear, you know, uh, the tone of the market. It, everybody's feeling this, this recession that we're in on the home building industry, this downturn, if you will, a little bit differently. So hearing the challenges hearing if there's ways that I can come in and help with some of those challenges, um, understanding even more from the build side, I have an interest in understanding how are we going to change as an industry from affordability, bringing the right materials in, dealing with labor supply, labor and supply issues, um, and really coming together as a network, right? And how do we support and leaning into how do I connect other people that might help small other small builders, um, I'm a huge, huge proponent of networking and really bringing good people, great people together. So that was that was a goal. And then a, a more recent passion of mine is I've started speaking on how to empower more women in the industry. You, you may see some of my posts recently. I'm very, um, I'm not overly feministic in any way, any way, but I really support the growth of women in our industry. And and I was really needed for sure. Own yeah, I, and it's a good week. It's, it's Women in Construction Week. Um, but uh, I was there to speak on, on the topic of becoming unstoppable. It's a hashtag, actually, I'm promoting right now. And it's how do we get more women to feel confident, to be supported, and to be valued, to grow into more leadership roles? Because we bring so much to the table. So that was a huge, huge reason why I was there was to promote that and um, speak with with the with PWB and and put that message out there in a new way in a very personal way. That's awesome that you're doing that and uh, you know I get to speak this year too so that was a really cool experience. Uh, never did that uh, officially in official capacity I guess at the International Builder Show that so that was neat to to be a part of that experience and then for those that don't know PWB is Professional Women in Building. Uh, it's a great organization of of women throughout the industry and. Uh, uh, one of the things I saw on LinkedIn the other day that was really neat was someone posted that only 4% of um, the people actually in construction are female. Uh, so obviously, as we have challenges with skilled trades and we have challenges with the workforce, that's a huge opportunity um, you know, to get more women involved. It, it is getting better you know, in the office capacity and the business capacity, but we also need females uh, to, to be on the job sites and they can do anything that a male counterpart can do, in my opinion, and we, we need to be more accommodating and uh, accepting of that, I would think. Yeah, I, the, the statistic is we're more like, I think, between 10 and 11% female, but about 4% are in the field. So we not only have a labor, labor shortage, we don't have a lot of women moving into, you know, that, that labor skill set as well. So 
we have so much work to do, but we are chipping away a little bit every year. And, and I'm here to support that in any way I can. Well, thank you for doing that. That's awesome. And, you know, we need more people like you to, to keep being the voice and just helping. I think sometimes it's just intimidating because the construction industry has been always a very male dominated and older male dominated industry as well. And, uh, you know, adding more people in and increasing the diversity of, it, I think is it. It's a huge thing and it's it's only going to help our industry because we need to grow. We need more people involved. So uh, awesome that you're doing that. Thank you for being a part of that. Absolutely. So, you know, you've been working on a major project. Uh, I know you completed it and uh, that kind of tickles both fancies, not only the marketing fancy, but the design fancy, I think that you have. Um, so tell me a little bit about this in-trend model edition 2023 uh, booklet that you've put together. Uh, I know it's a huge project. So uh, tell me a little bit about how that uh, came about and then what what's in it. Yeah, I'm pleased to. And this is not me. This is all me. This is a labor of love across our the organization of Builders Design. And we work in partnership with a company called Sphere Trending. And it is a amazing group of women that are do all of the research are really entrenched in the research across our country. And um, so this is a, it is a, a marketing piece, but it is because we are a marketing first firm at Builders Design. Marketing and research leads our design. We're not just going out there and finding something and putting it in a home. So it was important to us to come out and say, how do we, if we are marketing and research led, how do we really offer our clients and our partners in the industry more in, more insight and information to be informed so that when they're working with us, uh, that they, they understand what our philosophy is and two, they feel educated. They feel like they're part of the solution that they're putting into their model home. So um, I wish I could show you, I can show you, David, because we're on video, but we sure. have a really, uh, this, this beautiful book we have traditionally uh, printed it this year. It's digital. It's uh, two books in one. Which it's a, it's it a big really book, unique. by the way, for those of you just listening <laughs> in. Yeah, it's, it's big. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge book. I'm going to throw it on um, the coffee table there. It's so big. Yeah, it's actually on my coffee table in my living room. I'm so proud of it. I love it. My friends come over and, and, and glance through it. But it includes all the top trends and a lot of research and data. So if you're marketing minded, you should be data minded, so have a, a data mindset, right? So we're looking at demographics. We're looking at shifts in consumer behavior. We're looking at what are the top trends? How are homes living? Um, how is lighting and different components from health and opening up the doors and the outdoors and everything really changing this livable landscape of what it means to buy a home and live in a home. And so we put the, all of that kind of good, those good yummy nuggets into one big book. And it got so big, we made it digital this year. Um, and it also, we wanted to be a little more eco-friendly, thinking about all the packages and Amazon packages we already get delivered. So um, it's over 200 pages of just model and then uh, for single family model information. And then we also do a multifamily side because again, we're serving a little bit of a different mix between the two and different spaces and different wants and needs and those experiences. So we have a two book experience. Uh, the way that we, we just launched it right after IBS and it is available for download, but you have to reach out to us at Builders Design. So I know we will share somewhere in, in the, the notes. Uh, you know, we'll put it in the show page. notes so you can send me the appropriate place to connect so people can get it. I know you don't want to just throw it, cast it out to the world because there's a lot of, you know, time and effort put in it. But um, certainly yeah. um, if people want to uh, reach out to you and uh, 
have a conversation and get a copy of it. I'm, I'm glad to help facilitate that. Yeah, we're sharing copies. And then also everyone from the builder's design team, which we have folks nationally, we're also doing design presentations. So either in person or virtual. So another way to kind of boil down hundreds of pages into some of the best nuggets of the book is through a presentation for your team. And you don't have to be a client for that. Again, this oh, is awesome. part of our sharing information with the world, but you know, we are keeping the, the download copy a little under wraps until you reach out. So yep. no, that makes process. sense. So, so let's uh, <laughs> shift into that a little bit. Um, yeah. I know you've got a lot of things that you've done to put this thing together. Um, again, what are some of your big things that, you know, your, your ideas that you guys are promoting in this particular book that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, we have, there's so many different areas of design that's changing. I think it's one of the most exciting times to be interior design because we're looking at how is technology affecting our home? We just got through a pandemic, which nobody ever you know, expected to go through. That changed how we- Oh, it's a huge lifestyle shift for everyone. Huge, huge lifestyle shift. You know, our population growth is um, exponential and we have all of these different demographic needs and wants changing. So, you know, and then we have just our economy in general, right? Again, like some of the cause and effect of the pandemic and world events, and then that's affecting yep, supply chain and, and everything. Like yep. we're in this weird conundrum of all this change and circumstances we've never experienced. And all of that does affect design and affects design starting at foundation, what's the footprint of the home? How are we going to build the home? And then how is it going to live? And how are we going to merchandise it? And these are all things like an interior designer is not just about coming in and putting the, the pretty pieces on the wall. We're like connecting it to like what's important in this moment and how are people wanting to live? And it really starts at the boardroom table and product is being designed, really infiltrates into what we're doing on our side. So when we're thinking about in trend and the in trend book and all of these things that we're we're focusing on, it's it's more than one thing. That's why we're saying we're a marketing first organization, and I'm a marketing first data in a in a data first person. I need this to think about how am I going to position marketing, and then we have to think about it on the design side. How are we going to position the design? Um, so, so, so you're kind of, of knowing that, like what? Uh, I mean, maybe just talk in, in general as far as is there some themes that you've kind of created out of this or, um, you know, what, what, what some like people are like, yeah. okay, what are, what are the top three or four things that you think are hitting the market right now? Yeah. So we're seeing, um, from a design perspective, we're seeing a lot of change in color, which I think is super exciting. We lived in the grays and the, the, the whites. I still love personally love the clean white. If you can't tell sure. by my background, you yep. can see it. Not everybody yeah, you got a lot of black it, and white but, going on there, but it looks awesome. Yeah. I have have a motif, but um, you know we're moving out of these these like very cool neutrals into color, which I think we need right now, right? It's been a weird last couple of years, so I think color is life, and life is something that we need right now. So we're seeing changes of color, we're seeing changes in use of space, um, we're seeing a lot of change in material. So texture again, I think texture is life, and. And yep. The, um, it's the, funny you mentioned that because we literally <laughs> just published a podcast uh, last week, uh, adding texture to your home. So <laughs> I'll I'll, pre yeah. I'll say that was a shout out for that episode. But there you um, go. But well, yeah, I noticed that at the, the International Builder Show, there's a lot of product where you can change the texture 
um, whether it's putting applying something on the wall or whatever, just to create you know a different look other than the stark plain drywall on your wall. Exactly. Um, so we're seeing yeah we're seeing change in materials like more an acceptance of more man-made and synthetic one because they're typically more affordable and they're you know animal friendly if you will. Um, bringing in nature, that's that's not a new trend, but I think it's becoming even more and more important. Light's always been important, but it's becoming more when we're thinking about how are we framing a space to look outside? How are we bringing like kind of that sense of calm? Again, I think all of this is really reflective of, of the pandemic when we had anxiety, depression, stuck inside, no life. And like everything is like on the reverse of that. If you really think of the psychology of things. So um, um, also, no, I was going to okay. jump back on one thing. So um, let's just talk for a second about like the use of space that you mentioned. So what are, mm -hmm. what might be something there that you're seeing as a shift? Um, is it more like with regards to home offices and that being a need or, or, or what, what are you thinking there? Home offices are not going away. If anything, people are wanting, even we're seeing the opportunity for two offices because it, the work from home situation isn't gone. Um, and especially for the younger generations, it's, it's like a deal breaker. Like they're not going back to the office. So the, the office being staged and modeled and even potentially for, for two people, you know, interchangeable furniture for different makeups. We're sometimes seeing studies in the larger home. If we know there's two parents working and there's kids, like, are you almost creating a movable workspace where you could have kids in one side or a dual, dual used desk area? Um, we're always asking when we're talking about how we're designing space, how are you going to use that study or that flex room? And the word flex is really being used in many instances because you might have a kid in there one minute, then mom's in there, then dad's in there later, or mom and dad are in there at the same time with earbuds on and different you know, workspaces. So opportunity for multiple workspaces is, is not going to go away. We're also seeing the game room, the family room is still important, if not more important. Gaming is a big part of like the technology shift that we're seeing. Um, we don't know exactly where the metaverse is going to go. There's a lot of different philosophies on that, but I think it's safe to say it's not going away. And with kids and their gaming activities, game rooms are super important. We're also seeing um, a change in the use of space with great rooms. Now, open floor plans are still popular but people are looking at how do I compartmentalize that? And again, this is my personal opinion. Again, remember when we, everybody was at home, yep. we're trying to now say we're home, but can we create some defined spaces? So looking where we can add some linear elements. So is it, you know, glass partitions or very structured furniture that just makes spaces feel like they have a sense of place within the home themselves is super important. Um, Another thing that's just, that's changing, the kitchen is still like the heart of the home. It's where everybody Absolutely. gathers. But yeah, it's still the the number one asked. Uh, it's still number one. House, right? Yeah, it's, it's still number one, but it's changing in that, you know, appliances are getting sexier and finishes are becoming more luxe. And we're thinking through how do you really use islands? I we're seeing just a lot more creativity with how double islands or large islands or we're even seeing like more of a spa kitchen. It's again, just depending on the aesthetic that works for you, we're seeing so much variety into how kitchens can be artful, luxe, 
spa-like, but it is still the main gravitating space for entertaining. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I think for a lot of people, there's the conundrum too of the kitchen of function versus style. And, you know, I think a lot of times there's people that want all the fancy appliances and everything, but then they really don't cook that much. Um, so they just want it for the look. And then there's there's some that are hardcore, you know, that maybe even picked up cooking while they've been home a lot. And so that's more important to them now. And they're picking different types of appliances that are more functional. And um, yeah, so they're, they're, I mean, I, I can see why the book's 250 pages, right? Because there's so <laughs> many things you could talk about. And um, as you're listing this stuff, I'm taking notes. You might have try- to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, just you know, trying to unpack all the different things that, that you've got in here. It just sounds you know, fascinating and incredible all the amount of things that are kind of happening in the industry. And I think you're you're right on with the pandemic, um, changing, changing people's mindsets and all that. But now you've got, you know, all these these trends and then there's so much more information out there. So how does that affect everything with Instagram and Pinterest and hows and all these shows on TV? How is that speeding up the 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 pace of change in design? I mean, there's definitely a lot more information than there used to be, Um, you know, from our aspect, it just, we have so much content. We're not, that's, this is a good, good, good problem to have, right? We have so much content. Can we actually share it all in a given year? And then like a snap of a finger, we're working on the trends for the next year. So, you know, everything moves at the speed of light in our industry as it feels design and technology move faster. (laughs) So I think that's just, that is a challenge is, you know, putting the best content out there first, making sure we're relevant, making sure that we're seen, making sure that we're a part of the industry, keeping the industry on, on track, you know, from the consumer standpoint, they have, they have so much information at their, at their fingertips. And what from builders need to remember is that the consumer today is so much more educated than they were 10 years ago, five years ago. Oh yeah, we know that. (laughs) We've seen that. Right? Three years (laughs) ago. Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, they're finding product that you've never even heard of or coming up with some idea. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, let's let's take a look at it. Let's see if we can make that work. Yeah, and I actually, um, there's a quote I was going to share is a brand is no longer just what we tell the consumer it is. It's what consumers tell each other it is. So we have to keep that in mind because they're educating each other. They're coming up with new trends They're following trends. And so when consumers come into your home building experience, they're looking for, there's these visual cues that are very subliminal that are going to tell you, are, do they know me? You know, if I was properly targeted to come in to look at your community and this community was built for someone with my wants and needs, there's these, these, these hidden cues that are going to show, wow, like this fits my lifestyle. This is on trend. I'm seeing this on Instagrams. I'm, I'm following influencers. This is on track. Um, this meets my needs from a use of space. All of those things, they're talking points for us, but they're happening behind the scenes in someone's brain very subliminally. And, and those are those connecting points that say, hey, this is creating a memorable moment. This is connecting to me. This tells me this builder understands me. And there's a reason that I'm here. Um, so we can't forget that it's not just, you know, words on a screen or in a conversation, but these are, these are the, this is where the magic happens of all the research and the understanding and the adopting of what the consumers want today and making sure it shows up in our home building experiences. 
No, that's great. And, you know, at first when I was like, oh, this, you got this 250 page book, I'm like, it just seems like there's a lot in it. But as you explained this, it makes total sense because it is moving faster. It's hard to digest. And we do have different segments of people out there that we're working with as well. You know, we have, you know, sort of the aging baby boomers that are, you know, either they have the, the wherewithal to do whatever they want, but a lot of them aren't selling their homes or whatever. And then you got the millennials who all want to buy homes, but they're not finding it in their price point. And they have very different wants and needs than everyone else. And then again, you know, you add in all this, this change uh, with, you know, the pandemic and yeah, it just becomes crazy. And uh, you almost have to do a book like this just to, to make sense of it all. And probably as soon as yeah. it's printed, it's already starting. Like you said, you're already turning the page on, on next year. Well, so. yeah, it is. It is always moving. And I will say with this book, I, I'm just making up the statistic, thinking of what's all in there, but I'd say 70% of it is very tangible. Another 30% of it is a little bit of like what we're watching and what we're maybe seeing a few companies do like the metaverse, right? Like that's a big juicy topic. Not everybody's jumped in. Um, you know, KB made their, they're one of the first home builders to make a space in the metaverse, but not everybody's done it. So there's like that 30% that's very innovative. People are putting a toe in or they're watching it. But I'd say that the bulk of the trends in here is about 70% of the book, me making up a number, um, are really things that you can go out there and be like, yes, I'm seeing that on HGTV. I'm seeing that on Instagram. I went through a store. Wow, I saw more of that type of pattern. Um, it will be really relevant and help marketers and builders to say, hey, what do I want in my model homes? What's feeling dated? Where where are colors going? Because there are many times- Yeah, I was going to ask you. So why don't you, why don't you tell us your opinion? What are maybe the, the hot- uh, two or three colors that people should be watching out for in the next year or so? Yeah, colors have definitely changed. As I mentioned before, the grays are, are the cool grays are, are moving or retiring for a little bit. They may be back. Or they're getting a little more uh, earthy seeing, gray, right? Or seeing more organic tones, um, more of like a terracottas, fresh artisan hues, which are more of like um, a deep color green or these vibrant yellows ocean inspired blues. The blues navies have been in our palette for a while now, um, but we're seeing that again, that's a tie to nature and then deep, rich, moody metallics. So deep um, magentas. Magenta is actually the color of the year with Pantone and some earthy green. So I'd say they're a little bit more rich, vibrant uh, luxe colors. That's kind of, I'm adding in the word luxe, but um, adding in those pops of color. What's great is that if you typically had a more uh, gray paint schematic through your home, which almost every builder has adapt, bringing in some of these colors still work with that. Um, even the, the fit and finish. So builders have their packages of this is the gray and this is what we were planning on buying for the year. It's still a nice neutral that works with a lot of what we can do to bring in the merchandising. And the merchandising is what like turns the eye. It's what creates those moments. So yeah, no, I think you're point. spot on with that. And, you know, it, I think sometimes people get mixed up in when they hear a color or something, oh, no, no I got to paint my whole house this color. No, that's not what we're saying. I think you're you're right on where you can still work with those splashes of color in, in your accessories and in, in, in the other parts of your home without having to completely redo everything top to bottom. And, and uh, you know, it's helpful for a builder like myself to be able to say, okay, Here's someone that's saying these are some of the things that are coming. This is maybe what we should be displaying the models to catch people's eye. So I think uh, kudos to you guys on 
putting that book together. And I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, peeking through that myself. And, and it's a hopefully great some- read on a weekend with, with the latte. So uh, there you go. It's easy reading, it's fun reading. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You don't got to read it all in one night. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. But uh, yeah, def- it, it, it's a cool product. So uh, again, thank you for your, all your work on that. And uh, I'm sure people sure. are going to be really interested in seeing that. So uh, let's take a, a different uh, step on this. So thinking about somebody that maybe hasn't built before and they're going to build, um, you know, what advice do you have <laughs> to someone that's um, going to build uh, as it relates to home design? Um, what what are a couple starting pieces of advice that you might have for them? Yeah, I would say know who you're building for and know which they should. <laughs> um, and know who your what your price point's gonna be because all of your selections um, should be in line with what it is that you're who you're building for and what's that, you know, luxury custom is gonna have a whole different aesthetic, whole different, you know design and look, but knowing how you're going to be creating those spaces, you know, is it main floor living? Is it for an aging population or 55 plus? Um, Or is it for a young professional that maybe wants less space and how do they want to be able to use that space? So there's a whole kind of conversation on product, who you're building for, what's trending with that demographic and then the design side to complement that. So we always even come in and say, you know, what is your price point? Who's your buyer? How long are they going to stay there? There's like a whole host of questions we ask to make sure we merchandise it in the right way. And we always try to think about how can we even merchandise that's slightly as, as timeless as it can be, even though trends are always changing. There's like a nice baseline of what can be timeless, regardless of pops of color change or textures change or bouquets in, bouquets out, like all of these different types of fabrics and things. Um, so it's not just interior design, it is on the product. So I would always say like, who, who are we buying for? Um, how long do we think they're gonna live in this home? Why are they moving here? Are they, we're getting a lot of migrant buyers um, because that's also a thing to think about in terms of how spaces are. We, we see a lot of it, I've seen in, in my home building side of the world, a lot of influence from Western design moving across the country. Um, some of the Eastern yeah, we're always and like the last ones. We're, I, as people know, I'm from Wisconsin, so we're like the last ones sometimes to get some of this stuff. So sometimes even what I see at the International Builder Show, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I guess I'll see that in about six yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. It's but there's true. something to think about. There's something to think about. Um, you know, when I was working more in the, the Southern part of the United States, we were getting a lot of migrant buyers from the North, Northeast, some from California. Um, and then they, they come in with like a different set of expects. So it's also really important to know who are you, who are you building for? What are their expects outside of even what the trends are when you're thinking about fit and finish, size, size of lots? Because um, all of these things are changing. Like what I want out of a home, what I want out of a yard or no yard, it's going to differ with someone 55 versus 25. Um, and, and even those are changing, right? Or I, I joked the other day that, you know, I wanted the kind of typical American dream home being in my 40s, even in my 30s, I had this dream of what I wanted. My son who's eight years old, he may own like a room that's a locker. <laughs> it like maybe a <laughs> yep. room that he just goes in, there's a bed and like life is outside of the house. Like don't know what that generation is going to be, but it's constantly changing. 
So know who you're buying for, know if there's migrating, know if there is, um, know what the trends are in space planning and interior design to captivate that customer when they come in the front door. Fantastic. That's great advice. So um, what do you think uh, maybe some of the biggest challenges are right now facing the housing industry? There are so many, so many. (laughs) Uh, Some of them I'll probably sound like a broken record. You know, affordability. Um, I'm really following the the builds for rent. It's a little bit of a bandwagon and there's a lot of growth and learning on that side of the fence. Um, Scarcity of labor and materials obviously isn't, isn't going away. Uh, my biggest pain point as a marketer would be um, our slow reaction to adopt to technology. And this has been a, a constant. That's pretty, and, yeah, pretty, that's pretty spot on with builders because they're, they're tech adverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that, that one probably gets me the most as a marketer. Um, and really, really embracing, I think our, our, we have you know, issues with, with land and water, res- natural resources is a huge problem. Um, and then also, I think embracing who our future buyers are. I think there's, there's, there's going to be a concern or there is a concern. We don't have enough people for, or sorry, enough homes and planning for the aging population. Uh, there's already the silver tsunami, if you will, the 55 yep, plus and over. That. Um, you know, are we going to have enough health care? Are we going to have enough homes for them to age in place? We're living longer. We see multi-generational happening now. How much more is that going to need be needed in the future with care at home? Just, just because we're living longer, which is awesome, but I yeah. don't know that we have all and, of yeah, the solutions. I was just at a housing um, seminar. We're talking about housing affordability. And that was one of the big topics was the silver tsunami piece. But then you know, because they're living longer, they're staying in their homes longer, and they're not transitioning those homes back into the market for the millennial buyer. So it's just creating yeah. this like pressure. And then we're kind of the Gen Xers in the middle, we're a smaller group, and we're just watching yep. this happen. And thank goodness, we have our homes. Um, <laughs> because and it's... then when those homes come on the market, the Gen Z is probably gonna be like, I don't want that. I yep. want this smaller you know, or the global generation, which my son's part of zero to 14, he's going to be like, I want that locker house, like that, just that room. And I leave and I go, you know, work wherever I want. So it is, that's a, it's, that's like a future problem, but it's something that I love seeing some of the newer home builders think about, like, you know, how do we create these, you know, looking at tiny homes and movable homes and modular homes and, just how we look at space different is so, so important for the future. But I'd say the biggest thing um, to kind of position it more on marketing, I'm not an expert in all the land and water. I just definitely have a pulse on the landscape um, would be the technology piece. I think that's the part that's the most challenging. And I was actually thinking about it this morning. Like, why, why do we not advance? And I think it's like, we're all behind the eight ball. So we all kind of stay there. And because the desire for homes doesn't go away. So, you know, you've got A and B home builder over here that'll say, yeah, I know I should adopt change, but I'm still going to always sell homes. We're all going to always still sell homes. So I think we kind of get, we, as an industry, have gotten a little bit stuck. Um, where hospitality, and look at other industries that have had to be innovative to stay competitive and to stay afloat. Hospitality isn't mandatory. It's a, it's a desire, right? It's so when we go to a hotel or a destination, we're going there because we can but we have to have a home. And so I think we've just been a little bit um, spoiled that we just always have people that need need our product where hospitality has had to be inventive. Multifamily has had to be inventive. 
Um, I even watch student housing and the multifamily around, they have, they're constantly having to morph to these young kids whose wants and needs are changing. Um, so I really wish that we could, we could move ahead, but it's still a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always that fear of, of changing stuff and especially with technology, cause it moves so fast. Sometimes you go all in on something and you can bet wrong and it, it can be an expensive mistake. Um, yeah. so yeah, definitely. I think why a lot of builders are maybe more adverse to it. So, so Jennifer, obviously you gave us a ton of information here. Um, what else is there that you would uh, want people to know that maybe we didn't talk about today? I think we covered some of the top trends and I absolutely would, would recommend that everybody get a copy so they can read more detail. But I would love to end with just not to let all of this information overwhelm you or intimidate you as a home builder. Um, instead, let it empower you. There's so much detail to stay on top of. And I would say to help with that intimidation, um, you know, pick out two or three top trends that you want to incorporate from maybe from your fit and finish packages um, or say, hey, we're going to we're going to look at how we can add more linear design or we're going to try to add in some more of the metallic trending lighting packages like pick just two or three um, if that's where you can start. And also keep in mind that to have great design, you don't have to go lux or super expensive. There's a lot of options to keep things relatively affordable. I mean, we work with first-time homebuyer product all the way through custom, and there's so much, so many ways that everything can look fabulous. There's so much variety with the products on the market, so don't think you can't have it. Even if you're a first-time home builder and you're building a relatively affordable product, it can still look outstanding. Um, and last but not least, I would say, pick a resource to follow, follow Builders Design on Instagram or find an influencer that you feel like connects to some of these trends. And if you take that social media break during the day, like those little nuggets will keep you inspired and educated along the way. So definitely would keep those in mind. Don't let fabulous design intimidate anyone. <laughs> Okay. That's fantastic. That's great advice. So once again, thank you so much, Jennifer Cooper, Evolution Marketing for joining the Home Building Hero today. Thank you. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, Signing off.